In the U.S. federal government and elsewhere, organizations are automating their security processes and relying more on continuous monitoring to identify vulnerabilities in their IT systems. And one of the panels at the upcoming RSA Security Conference in San Francisco is entitled Continuous Monitoring for Federal Agencies, Challenges and Opportunities. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to welcome back one of the panelists in the RSA presentation, Ron Ross. As many of you know, Ron is a senior computer scientist at the National Institute of Standards and Technology and is intimately involved as a leader at NIST in the guidance on continuous monitoring, information risk management, and FISMA, the Federal Information Security Management Act, the law that governs the federal government's IT security. Thanks, Ron, for taking time to chat. Thanks, Eric. It's good to be with you today. First off, define continuous monitoring. Sure. Well, the continuous monitoring actually is an approach that allows organizations to to really take ownership of this whole process of what we call authorization or the risk acceptance process. And in essence, what it allows you to do is after you decide what controls you want to deploy within your information system and the environment of operations where that system operates, you then have to decide uh, once your initial security plan is approved, uh, you're required to develop a continuous monitoring strategy. That's really going to allow organizations to say, what am I going to monitor? In essence, what controls am I going to monitor? Am I going to look at the architecture, the enterprise architecture, the security architecture, the threat space, the vulnerabilities? How often am I going to monitor? And in essence, how often are you going to do testing and evaluation, whether it's penetration testing or any kind of testing that would support uh, your ongoing understanding of, of the control effectiveness? And then how rigorous a process are you going to implement with regard to continuous monitoring? Are you going to do a deep dive with very uh, intense uh, testing and analysis of controls, or are you going to do a light touch? There's a wide range of how continuous monitoring can be applied, and the good news is that it's all risk-based. Every organization can design uh, the level of intensity that, that makes sense for their mission space and their environments of operation. What do you hope to relate to attendees to the panel about continuous monitoring? Well, this is obviously a very important topic that uh, the federal government now has uh, been involved in, and it's caused some significant updates to some of our special publications. So I'm hoping at the conference I can take kind of a top-level strategic look at what we're trying to achieve with continuous monitoring. I'm going to talk about monitoring from the perspective of the new 800-137 publication, which is our publication that was published, about, I think, two or three months ago that talks about how you monitor information systems at the organization level, the, the mission and business process level, and also all the way down to the information system level. In essence, we're trying to implement a, a program which allows us to monitor over time the effectiveness of our deployed security controls, any changes to the systems that we have or the environments of operation, and of course, determine if we're complying with the laws and policies at the federal level that we need to comply with. There's been a lot of media coverage in the past few weeks on FedRAMP, the government initiative to vet cloud security providers. How does continuous monitoring fit in with that? Well, actually, it fits in very nicely. The FedRAMP program, the GSA-led initiative for the cloud computing world, allows us to define, first and foremost, good sets of security requirements for cloud providers. So when any federal information is moved to the cloud, we can be sure that the appropriate uh, security controls are implemented on behalf of the cloud provider and the, in their environment of operations. So the FedRAMP program uh, is an extension. It, it brings in some of those 800-53 controls to the cloud provider's environment, but it also integrates the continuous monitoring aspect of 
our new paradigm into the cloud service provider as well. So once those controls are deployed under the FedRAMP program in the cloud provider's environment, there will be a continuous data feed back to the federal agencies that are using those cloud services to make sure they can keep up with the security state of that cloud provider's systems over time. So it's a very important effort. Not only do we hope to save significant resources by having this notion of authorizing once and using many times, but it also allows us to get to that near real-time continuous monitoring approach that we think is so important for the future, especially with the kinds of threats that we're facing today. The panel's topic deals with the federal government, but I gather what people who would attend would hear would be good advice to any kind of organization. Well, I think so. You know, one of the things we try to do in the NIST standards and guidelines, although our primary customers are in the federal government and the contractors that support us, we write all of our standards and guidelines so they can be implemented on a voluntary basis by private sector organizations. And I happen to feel that a lot of the first principles, the best practices that come out of our standards and guidelines are very applicable to the private sector because at the end of the day, we're all using basically the same information technology, and that technology is deployed uh, to help us be successful in our missions and business operations, and it needs to be protected. So I, I think there's a very good opportunity for organizations, whether it's state and local governments or private sector companies, trying to stop uh, exfiltration or penetrations, which would cause them to lose capability. I think they can find a lot of good content within the standards and guidelines we're producing. Besides being at the panel, you have uh, another big responsibility at NIST because NIST is about is expected to announce the update of Special Publication 853 Revision 4, that's NIST Security Controls Catalog. It's something I consider one of the most important guidance NIST provides, and you're help leading that effort. What can you tell us about that? Well, this is our one of our first major updates. Uh, as you know, uh, NIST has been partnering with the Department of Defense and the intelligence community for the past three or four years in producing our what we call our joint task force documents. These are five publications that are going to be adopted and implemented by the entire federal government, giving us kind of a unified information security framework across the entire federal space. This is one of the five publications. This was the first one that we partnered with the DOD and the intelligence community on back in 2009. And of course, every two or three years, we update the publication because the threats are constantly changing, technologies are changing. And so this update is a very important update because we, we've gone through the entire catalog and we have looked at all of the gap areas where we didn't think we were getting good coverage or sufficient coverage, I should say. And so in the catalog, you'll see things that are being addressed that have never really been addressed in, in full scope before, things like inside or threat, distributed systems, mobile computing. We have a brand new appendix, which has been previewed one time in the public on privacy controls. It's a brand new appendix dedicated just to privacy. In fact, the name of the document now will include privacy controls as well as security controls. We have a brand new updated appendix on assurance, how to make sure that you have the right security capability and the confidence that that capability has been developed. There's also some updated baselines, which are kind of the minimum or fundamental requirements that federal agencies are required to implement. And of course, advanced persistent threat. Uh, again, a lot of organizations are concerned about that. We're going to try to hit that head on in 853 with some new controls that will allow you to do some different things, different strategies that uh, hopefully will, will lead to uh, success in that area. Well, thanks, Ron, and I look forward to seeing you at RSA. Thanks, Eric. Have a great day. That's Ron Ross of the National Institute of Standards and Technology for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.